Give me a curl of summers in Philadelphia, starting another beautiful week over here, another beautiful Derek Hashem week. It may be an abbreviated week, as we said. Um, we may not get all the way to Friday this week due to travel plans, perhaps, or certain members of our Derek Hashem Chabur over here. But we start at the same place where we start in the beginning uh, on a beautiful, crispy Monday morning, and we are beginning the, a new Perek this morning in Derek Hashem. Last week we came to the end of Perek Bays in Chalik Bays. And this week we are beginning Perek Gimel. So we are in Chalik Bays, the second section of the Sefer, Perek Gimel. Okay, so let's all synchronize over here. We're in Chalik Bays, Perek Gimel, Simon Aleph, Ois Aleph, there right in the beginning of the Perek. And again, this is the section of Hashgacha. Second section of the Sefer, to get back into things over here, is the section where the Ramchal goes through the dynamics, the ins and outs, and the understandings, the system of Hash- Hashem's Hashgacha, how Hashem runs the world. After we had in the first section, what the purpose of the world is, the objective of the world, and how this world is built and designed to get towards that objective. The second section of Chalik is about how Hashem maintains that system, runs the world, and is constantly there behind the scenes, ensuring that it will indeed get to its objective, to its end goal. And the Ramchal told us the beginning of this section that Hashgacha works on two levels, on a general level and on a specific level. There's a general level of Hashgacha where the system has to be set up in such a way that mankind in general will succeed in the objective of what this world is all about, which is getting into Elam Haba. So that's a general type of Hashgacha. There, there has to be an allowance for suffering in this world. There has to be an allowance for suffering after this world. There has to be an allowance for reward in this world. There has to be an allowance for reward after this world, in the afterlife, in order for the tzaddikim, the righteous, who will make it to Elam Haba, to make it there without anything in the way, the avirs that have to be taken care of, and in order to make sure that the rishayim, those who are not going to be meriting chas to make it to Elam Haba, they can't have any complaints against the system that what happened to them is that we did. That's all what we saw till now. And most of what we just summarized was what we saw in Perik Beis of the last couple of weeks of Chelek Beis, which is explaining how Hashem's Hashgacha is working on a general level. Now, as the Ramchal promised us, Perik Gimel is going to be about Hashem's Hashgacha, Hashem's involvement works on a personal level, not just on a general global level for humanity, but how Hashem will tailor Hashgacha, Hashem's involvement, Hashem's maintenance, Hashem's interest for every single individual personalized and individualized and customized hashgacha that Hashem has in everyone's life. Okay, and, and, and we remember that hashgacha all the way through the Sefer <coughs> has to be translated properly, not improperly. We don't want to mistranslate this. Hashgacha doesn't mean providence. It doesn't mean divine providence. Hashgacha pratis doesn't mean Hashem saving you from something that was about to blow up. Hashgacha pratis means Hashem running the show, that's all. Hashem being involved, Hashem having an interest, Hashem maintaining in a personal, active way the the system, to make sure that the system is running smoothly. That's what Hashgacha always is. And now we're going to see in Perikimel how Hashgacha works on a, on a personal level, i.e. from our perspective, Hashem's Hashgacha is customized and tailored to every individual. So let's see that now. Perikimel by Hashgacha Ishis on the topic of personal Hashgacha as opposed to Perik Beis, which was global, general hashgacha. Here we have hashgacha ishes. Hashem's hashgacha is tailored, customized to individuals. Aleph, hine, kvari gdamnu. We have already said earlier, shirin ha'avoda shenimser la'adam. Man's job in this world 
A man's mission, man's assignment in this world, and these are matters that were discussed in the first section of Chayil Galif, is Talui B'Maash Nivru B'Olam Inyani Toiv Inyani Ra. All of man's work and assignments that that he faces in this world are a result of the fact that two different entities, two different types of um, existences that he encounters over here. Two different situations, two categorically categorically types of act, different types of activities, and toiv and ra, toiv. Man is capable of being involved in things that can bring him closer to Hashem, and in yonei ra, man is capable of being involved in activities and pursuits that bring him further away from Hashem. And everything has to come down to toiv and ra. Two different possibilities, two options. Man is poised between these two options. And his job, his mission is to choose <coughs> Toiv over Ra. That is what he is here to do. The details that go into what's called Toiv and the details that go into what's called Ra, all the different appearances that it can take, the different situations that can present Toiv and Ra in different forms to man are, are manifold and... and um, very, very diverse. A lot of different specifics in terms of how toiv can show up and how ra can show up. Ki haloi. Kol mida toiv v'michlal ha-toiv. Toiv has many situations that it can show up in. Ra has many situations. And within my own decisions that I can make, within my own pursuits, toiv being connected to Hashem has many ways that it can show up in me. And ra, me deciding to veer away from Hashem, and to be disconnected, Hashem has many ways it can show up in me. All kinds of different ways it can manifest. Every good attribute, every character trait that I have, which is something you can say reflective of Hashem Himself, that's within Toiv. That's within something that connects me to Hashem and, and brings me closer to fulfilling my objective. Every bad character trait, every bad characteristic that I have and and um, a tendency that habit that's all within rap those are all things that bring me away from Hashem and bring me take me further away from fulfilling my objective Derek Marshall for example in a person's inner world that's what the Ramchal is going to spend the next few lines developing for us over here that in our inner world as well not just situations outside of me where I have to uh, uh, um, give me the opportunity to choose between Taiv and Ra. Situations within me as well give me the opportunity to choose between Taiv and Ra. And I have my own internal world wherein I can be building up my Taiv, <clears throat> building up my connection to Hashem, and therefore my my dveikus, my oneness with Hashem, and therefore my Olam <coughs> Hashem. And in my own internal world, I have, I have aspects within myself and my inner space that can be reinforcing the very opposite, taking me further away from Hashem. So, pride, haughtiness, Gaiva is something within my inner world, my inner space, which is a disconnect. Va'anava, humility. That's a trait that brings me closer to Hashem, that connects me to Hashem, reinforces that part of me. Harachman is compassion. That's something that is a connective trait. The opposite of this is cruelty, apathy. Antipathy, really. Antipathy, um, cruelty, indifference is something that's a disconnect. That's a part of myself that if I reinforce that, if I, may, if I make decisions and actions that reinforce that, 
that's a, a disconnect takes me further from Hashem. Contentment. Contentment with what I have and happiness. Contentment, happiness, and satisfaction with my lot in life. That's a connector again that makes me connected to Hashem, reinforces good aspects of me. The opposite of contentment and satisfaction that is jealousy and um, dissatisfaction. This is, although it's my own internal world, and one could argue, what does it have to do with anyone around me? What does it have to do with, with my surroundings, with people around me? Nevertheless, those are Midas Rois that bring me away from the Rebbein Shalalam. V'chein kol shar prate hamidas. And so too, the Ramchal gave us, you know, three examples of, 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 of pairs of opposite Midas. For all character traits, all character traits ultimately have a toiv and a ra, a toiv setting and a ra setting. We could go on and on and on. The Ramchal doesn't want to give us the whole list. He's just giving some examples. But, you know, there's anger and there's patience. There's intolerance and tolerance. Every bad Mita and its good Mita counterpart is within the, uh, the, the, the mission statement that I have, the assignments that I've been given to deal with over here in terms of bring me closer to Hashem or Hashem further away. So, uh, like we said, <coughs> excuse me, the Ramchal, in Paragimel over here, thank you, in zooming in on Hashem's involvement with us in a specific level, is starting off by making it very clear that not only, you know, as we saw earlier in Chelek Aleph, all actions are either always reinforcing toiv or reinforcing rap, making more like Hashem or less like Hashem. Every action has within it, Bechira, I can be Bechira, I can choose to do this action in a godly way or in a non-godly way, and they will make me more godly and therefore make me more of a ben oilam haba right now, make me less godly, make me less of a ben oilam haba right now, that applies to midas also. That applies to midas. And here we have <clears throat> a very scary idea over here. Very scary idea. One could, you know, argue to himself like, okay, so, so I'm not so happy with what I have. I'm constantly, constantly agitated about the fact that so many people have things that I don't have. I'm always looking at the half-empty, very jealous. But, you know, I control this. I keep it bottled up. Nobody knows about this. Nobody knows about these problems that I have. I'm, I'm a very... Um, naturally, you know, I'm maybe not such a humble person. But, again, I keep that bottled up. I keep it to myself. Nobody really knows. Really, I'm a very indifferent person. I, I don't really care about anybody else. But, but I'm very adept at making it look like I care about people. You know, when someone comes in and says, "My, my, uh, you know, my second cousin's in Chassidshom in the hospital. My, uh, my, my, my friend's Bubby just got rushed to the emergency room." So I'll say right away, "Oh, what's their name? What's their name? Please give me their name. What's their name? What's their name?" I hear the name. Oh, thank you. Thank you for giving me the name. What's the name? I don't know. No, they probably know the name, right? I'm very adept at making it look like I'm a caring and compassionate person, but inside, uh, who cares? I'm, you know, I'm out for myself. I don't really care about anyone else, but I don't want anyone to know that. One would argue, any of the pe people with the above meters, you know, I, I, I'm someone who's always gnashing, grinding, and smashing, and gnashing my teeth over the fact that, you know, everyone else is being successful where I'm not. Everyone has things that I don't have. It upsets me to no end. I'm really an unfeeling, un uncaring, indifferent person. I'm really um, 
an impatient person, but I keep these things under control. No one knows about it. One could argue, so, you know, maybe there's nothing the matter with this. Nothing the matter with this at all. I'm not impacting on anyone negatively. I'm not having any adverse effects on anyone. Nobody knows. If everyone sees me as such a kind, loving person. I'm, I'm always asking everyone for names for Tehillim, to say Tehillim for them. I'm always, you know, making a sad face when people tell me sad news. Very sad face. Maybe I'll even cry a little bit. Um, I'm always telling people, Mazel Tov. I'm, I'm always telling people, I'm so happy you got that job. I'm so happy you got that car. I'm not affecting anyone. But inside, I'm mamish like this. I'm, I'm, I'm out of control. I'm, I'm a total mess of bad meters, but nobody knows about them. So is there any problem with that? Anything the matter with that? Yes, there is, says the Ramchal. Because meters are also an area of our own avoider that we're here for. And says the Ramchal, from a perspective of us getting into the Mahabah, there's no difference between what's going on outside of us and what's going on inside us. What's the difference? And the Ramchal is making very clear, very strong and solid arguments over here. Ultimately, the purpose of Eilam Hazem is to get us into Eilam Habba, but more than that. It's not getting us into Eilam Habba, it's making us B'nai Eilam Habba, making us people right now that are Shaykh to Eilam Habba. As we've seen so many, so many times, again and again and again, not about earning points and earning credits. And I cash in those credits, I, I trade in those chips, I bring my tickets to the prize counter in Eilam Habba and I get the big stuffed rhinoceros it's not what it is. Eilam Habba is making myself now into a Ben Eilam Habba. And how do you do that? One way and one way only. By making myself more and more and more like Hashem. Mitzvahs are one way of making myself like Hashem. Averis are making myself chasashom not like Hashem. Midas Tavis, having good character traits, is another way of making myself like Hashem. Bad Midos are making myself not like Hashem. Even if nobody's ever going to know about it. Even if no one knows just how nervous I am, how impatient I am, how, how, how anxious I get, and how bent out of shape I get by dumb people saying dumb things, you know? People who have anger problems, there's no greater Nisoyen for the person who has temper issues, anger management problems, than having to deal with dumb people who say dumb things. It's hard, right? Here's someone who knows what I'm talking about, I see. It's hard having patience for dumb people who say dumb things, right? But I put on a good show. Rabbi Hoffman puts on a very good show. And he he's, looks so patient and he smiles. But inside, if inside, we're not, maybe it's not nice to use Rabbi Hoffman as an example of here. Talk about Rabbi Hoffman's friend. But if inside, we're seething and fuming and just like, yeah, you know, get me out of this already. But we're very nice. That would be diplomatic. So outside, okay, maybe outside, we're not, we're not. <clears throat> Outside, maybe I can put on a show. So outside, this I'm not stepping on anyone's toes. But inside, I'm all at, inside. I'm very angry. Inside, I'm very upset. Inside, I'm very impatient. Inside, I'm very intolerant. My inner world is 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 disconnected from Hashem. My inner world is a world of Ra. If I, if you know, some people tell me good news. People tell me, oh, I just bought this new car. I just got this new house. I got this new job. And Esmas Mazeltov is so happy for you. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, you know, why did he get it, not me? He doesn't deserve it. I'm the one that should be getting the new car. He got that job. I should get that job. I smile. I'm so happy for you. Mazel tov. Wow. And I do such a good job. But inside, I'm really upset. In my inner world, I'm very disconnected from the Reba Yisholeilam. And I'm impacting my Adam Haba. Adam Haba is all about making you, making us like Hashem here. So, says Ramchal, there's no difference between your inner world and your outer world. You have to be connected to Hashem on all fronts, on all levels. 
whether people know about it or don't know about it. There's no difference. There is no difference. So there's no such thing as saying, well, as long as he doesn't know, as long as he doesn't know what's going on inside of me, um, I'm okay. I'm not doing anything wrong. It could, I'm not doing anything wrong. It's true. But my inner world, I'm so wrong. I'm so off. And I have a lot of ra. And that ra is going to show up somewhere. That disconnect is going to show up somewhere. So each and every yid has an obligation, really, to work on, on their midas at all times. And we saw this in, you know, in Evan Shlema. Evan Shlema said, the purpose of existence is to work on your midas. If a person's not always working on his midas, he said, such a sharp chaim. why should a person even be here? He's not working on his midas. That's how far the going takes this idea of working on your own midas. But for someone to say, you know, I'm okay because I'm always nice to everyone. I'm always such a nice person. So I don't have to worry about this. That is a fallacy. And person's gonna have to pay the price for such an attitude. We can say Alderch Melitza, don't take this too far. This is not how the Rishonim understand the Pasik. But Alderch Melitza, you know, the Pasik says, Don't hate someone in your heart. And and if we you know Alderch Drush, we can take away from this Pasik that that of course you can't punch people, and of course you can't shatter people and you scream, can't scream at people, but even in your inner world, you know, if you have sinna, you have hatred and anger towards Yidin, you in, in an inner sense, and in, in your inner world you are very far away from the Rebbein Shalom. Now again, if Eilam Habo would be the, the Mahalach of, 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 of collecting points and, and, and tickets and ships and cashing them in, there would be room for us to say, well, I never, you know, stepped out of bands. I was always, always kept all my garbage bottled up. And outside, I was very nice to everyone, so I collected a lot of uh, credit and I, 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 I earned a lot of points because I was always very careful to control my bad impulses. That would work maybe if you go with the, the soda can model, you know. Elam has says about collecting lots of soda cans and then and then bring them to the recycling center and getting a nice credit slip and that's Elam Haba. That would work so you don't have to worry about what's going on inside. But Elam Haba is about creating Elam Haba in Elam Hazem. And a person's inner world, if it's out of control, then that's going to impact on his Elam Haba. Now, what about a guy who just there's only so much he can do with his inner world? Yeah, that true that is true. That, uh, that that's a different story. If there's only so much you can do with your inner world, you may be held unaccountable. You may be an onus. You know, people have anger management problems. They go for help. They go for therapy. They read, you know, all these these books. There's very nice books. There's Jewish books even to help you with your anger. So he does what he can, but maybe he reaches limitations. Uh, a vata that's taken into account. So we have to make sure to you know qualify what we're saying with that. A person reaches sometimes limitations and limits in terms of what he can do within working on himself, but he's obligated to reach those limitations to do whatever he can to work on himself. Someone says, oh, I'm just an angry person. And as long as I'm not, as long as I don't show it to anyone, I'm okay. No, he has a mito ra, a bad character trait, which is ra, which is a disconnect. If he's not bothering to try working on it, that we will come back to haunt him in the journey from Eilam Hazat to Eilam Haba, when he will see that there's a tremendous amount of him that was still called ra. Okay, so two things. One is, it is important to know that people may have certain natural limitations and just how much they can accomplish with working on their inner world. The inner world is a very delicate, tricky kind of place. It's, it is, it's not push it, working on your inner world. And there may be aspects of a person's inner world that are beyond his capabilities. Could be that he's maybe considered to be an Inus. Nevertheless, you know, as we say, 
It may not be your job to do things to the end. You are not. You're not at, at, at liberty just to say, okay, so that I can't do anything about it. I'm not even going to try. No, a person is obligated to work on his inner world as much as he's capable. Okay, let's go on. There's a very, very powerful Yesodis over here. We go on. Vine. Um, the Rebbeinu Shalaylam in his infinite divine wisdom established all the, the, the specifics of this, of um, the limits and the ranges of good meters and bad meters. In other words, the total range of like the worst you can get in, 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 in gaiva, pride, and the best you can get in humility. The worst you can possibly go excuse me, in anger, and the best you can go in terms of tolerance and patience. According to the overall, the greater objective, excuse me, of getting into Adam Haba. And based on the full range of all meters, how they can play themselves out, and that scale of the, from one extreme to the other, the Rebbe provided opportunities outside and inside in all aspects of the human condition how to ha- have ve- you know the, those the, all the, the full range of all meters available? See by same umisay vevem v'chol hamislav v'lahem. The rebbeinu shalaylam has peppered and spiced up this world with causes and effects, um, all the catalysts, all the situations that will give rise to allow me to have good meters and bad meters to test my good meters and to allow me to have room to fall into bad meters. And correspondingly, the Rebbeinu gave me the uh, ability to have the full range of all the meters from one extreme to the other. So he's saying that being that part of life is to be able to choose between type and around, not just in my outer world, but in my inner world, in the realm of my midos, my characteristics and character traits. So there has to be a full range of opportunities outside of me to bring out those traits, to test those traits, to give, uh, provide a proving ground for those traits, and there has to be full capabilities within every year to be able to, to um, be tested and to be able to master the, those traits in their perfected states. Um, yeah, the Omnam. L'shiyimatsu kol In order for all these situations in life to be there, to, to be able to give me opportunities to be tested in all the different traits and to, to, to give rise to the ability to have good traits and bad traits. There has to be now different situations in life, in every person's life. Every, there have to be numerous, numerous and... Um, um, multiple diverse situations, conditions that a person can in life, which gives us different opportunities at different points to be tested in different traits. And there have to be opportunity for us to be able to reinforce the good midos, to be exposed to good midos and know what that looks like. Derek Marshall. So it says the Ramchal, let's give an example of what I mean to, to bring this a little closer to home. If there wouldn't be the concept in life of wealthy people and Poor people, people of means and people who struggle, 
there wouldn't be such a concept of money. There wouldn't be such a concept of people who have more money, less money, comfortable in their financial situation. People who are unco- who are, who are in a state of um, distress. <clears throat> we wouldn't be able to have a situation where you can either be compassionate to those in need or indifferent to those in need. You have to have people who are needy for me to be able to have the opportunity to either be compassionate, feel bad for them, help them out, or have the ability to have a bad meter and, and, and be, and be uh, again, apathetic. Now that we have the concept of people who have less money, and now we can test out Rachmanus and Achzarius. So now the Ashir, the rich man, the person of means, of wealth, who's been blessed with wealth, will be tested by Ashroi with his money. Will he be indifferent, cruel, apathetic, and uncaring for this person going around who needs money? Or will he, he feel bad for him and be compassionate? Now note, note, again Rabbi Yisai, note what the Ramchal says, such a scary thing over here. What's the test of the usher? Is the test of the usher if he's going to give the money or not give the money? What does the Ramchal say? The wealthy man is tested, the old testament, there has to be a concept of impoverished people, of different levels of people, more money, less money. So the wealthy man is going to be tested now. What's his test? His test is going to be, is he going to open up his wallet and give this guy five bucks? That's not the test. That's not what the Ramachal said. The test is, is he going to be compassionate or indifferent? Not giving the money or not giving the money. That's the easier part. That's the easier part. Again, we're talking about Midas. The more difficult part, and not so, so, so hard, especially if you're a wealthy individual. I mean, for some wealthy individuals, it could very, maybe very, very difficult to open up the wallet take money out and give the money. Maybe actually very difficult. But you may have someone who, it's not such a big deal to give the money. But that's not what the test is. The Ramchal is beautifully meduik over here. The test of the usher is not giving the money or not giving the money. The test of the usher is the Rachmanus or the Achzaris. How did he give the money? Did he give it through Rachmanus, through compassion, through real care? That he gave this guy, listen here, he really stopped to imagine to himself what this guy must be going through. Some Nebuch, some Yid, you know, Gerberitz, Nachria, someone doesn't even speak the language over here, who's drezaching around. Nebuch going from shul to shul to shul has to hire drivers that are taking advantage of him, has to be ferried from one community to another community, one shul to another shul, doesn't know anyone, doesn't know what's flying, doesn't know what's up or down, left or right. And he's doing it because he has to pay off a, a, a debt because he, he married off a kid. Married off a kid and now he's saddled with an enormous chayv, you know, debts of hundreds of thousands of shekels. So I, it's the same $5 on the outside. But the inner world is such a vastly different inner world between the guy who gives him the 5 bucks and stops and, and, and chaps what this person's going through. The, the anguish, the, the tsar the lack of security, the distress, the shame, the embarrassment, the hairiness of, of having to go around and around and around and around and not knowing, you know, when 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 he's gonna build up enough money to pay off his debts, what's gonna be with the next class now. I give the five thousand, I really understand that. As opposed to the guys, okay, here's five bucks, throws it in the guy's face, you know, just stop talking. Here's your money. Here's your money, stop talking. That's the Nisoyin. The Nisoyin isn't, are you going to give the money, not give the money? The Nisoyin is, is it Rachmanus or is it Achzarius? Is it compassion or is it indifference? Apathy. The Midas, the test of the Midas. The inner world. And the Olam Haba is going to come so much more down to how you gave, how the guy gave it 
rather than what he gave. Not the five dollars per se. That's in this situation. That's really creating a zayin ma'aba. It's how he gave that five dollars. My inner world did that become toiv, or was my inner world reinforced with its state of ra, of indifference, apathy, and a lack of care and compassion? Or did I take that opportunity? Was that five dollars a vehicle for me to really get into this person's life, get into his shoes, get into his his his, his story and situation? And look how beautifully that it's meduk. Again, Rabbi said that says the Ramchal, Rabbi Shem created different levels. Of, of financial security and 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 monetary means to test the ashir, not if he's going to give it or not give it, but to test his achzarius and his rachmanis. You can give something, you can give someone money, you can give someone a lot of money and still be an achzar. You can give someone a small amount of money, but it'd be a, a, a rachamon, be a rachamon. And um, you know, it's a pella. The, the uh, all the fundraisers say this. Anyone that collects money from moistus, they all say the same thing. It's a very frightening statistic. Um, there's very, very wealthy individuals. But they find that that people who have much less money give much more readily than people who have a lot more money. Um, <clears throat> and the people who have less money are giving less. They're not giving as much. They're not giving as much. But at the end of the day, it adds up a lot more because there's a lot more of them giving. Because these are people, and we're not generalizing or stereotyping, but it's not again. It's not about so much the the how much. It's about the how. It's about the how and about the empathy and relating and and and, and the compassion. Okay, well let's go on. Let's just do another line or two before we break for today. Um, what about the ani? On the other hand, the ani, the guy who doesn't have any, who who's who's who's, who's not in the same state of financial security. What's his nesayin? Is he going to be content with what he has? Is he going to be fulfilled with what he has? Is he going to be able to thank HaKadosh Baruch what he has? Or is he always going to be upset, anxious, and frustrated, agitated about what he doesn't have? And those are the midas that he's tested with. Okay. Um, yeah. Oidia, Oishir, La'ashir, Nisayin Liray Sim Yorim by Lavavai, another... Nisayin, that person can experience through being given more means, being endowed with more wealth, is, <clears throat> will that make him feel Yarmboy um, Libay? That, will that induce feelings of haughtiness, of pride in him? He'll become, uh, he'll, he'll feel um, better than people around him. He'll feel more, more um, uh, you know, it'll bring out his gaiva. Will distract him from from what he's supposed to be doing in life. As the Ramchal is is uh, pointing out, different nesiyonis, all these different situations can bring. But the, the, Ram, the Ramchal's main point again is that for different midas to be tested, different character traits to be tested out, that necessitates a lot of different situations in life, and each situation in life is there to give rise to uh, an ability to. In my inner world, veer away from Kosh Baruch Hu, towards Ra, a disconnect or a connect. Um, we'll stop over here. We're kind of in the middle of this, so we'll continue with this paragraph tomorrow. Continue with these thoughts and ideas tomorrow, and we'll continue fleshing this out tomorrow. In the meantime, everyone should have a wonderful time.